0: Hey everybody, and welcome to The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley,
1: And I'm In Thrath
0: And today, like always, we're having a no-bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life.
1: Hey everyone, we're excited to have our last episode, but just recap our thank you series here to our first season of our Vulnerable Entrepreneur podcast. Sean and I we want to thank you and all of our guests and all the different pearls of wisdoms we got. From everyone, and we also want to take a, our time for, during this episode to go over the current crisis right now with COVID nineteen, and like, what's the mindset? What's what's the next thing that you do as an entrepreneur or as a leader for your organization?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good a good point, come I mean, we've had to. I think the whole thing as this kind of pandemic goes through the country is that you know, we need to remember that life goes on and we need to be adaptable like we've talked about in the past and, and flexible and take a look at us. We're doing this remotely. You know, today, we usually shot all of our episodes, you know, all together in the room, which is great, but the times right now don't allow us to do that. So we have to adapt and be flexible knowing that life and business still goes on. But I think, you know, personally, I had a great First season, I'm I'm glad that we had the followers that we did, and and I think it was great for me. And we're starting to build, and continuing to grow our community here at the Vulnerable Entrepreneur. And I'm 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 pretty excited about about season two. We have some great things lined up. Hopefully, we can do it all in the same room. But if we can't, life goes on.
1: Well, a little glimpse behind the scenes here for, we're, we're using this, we're doing this recording on zoom and we're on grid view and you're you seeing our marketing operations manager slash producer, Kelly here on here as well. And I think, you know, we want to humanize that experience here virtually, but you know, she's the one behind the scenes and thank you to Kelly and the, and the team putting this together. It was a bigger, huge learning experience. It was definitely a, a bigger project than expected. I mean, some people can just flip on a podcast and roll, but we, you know, we, wanted to make sure that we were planning ahead and there's a lot of moving pieces and we can appreciate all the hard work of like several people within our team behind the scenes to put this podcast together for those that do podcasting i'm sure can relate to us so it's great to have kelly on here maybe in the future we'll we'll have more folks behind the scenes show up so they can see there's a lot more people supporting sean and i than just ourselves here speaking
0: yeah, I think that Kelly has done an, an amazing job. We're, we're definitely not the brains of the outfit. We're way more on the sizzle side than we are the steak side. I mean, she's been great putting this together. We'd still be fumbling through the first episode if, if it was just you and me. We'd still be talking, too. So, yeah, kudos to Kelly. She's been awesome putting this together. This has been great. And she's made it easy for us, which is the most important thing. So, yeah, I appreciate that, Kelly. Thank you very much. She's on mute. She refuses to be part of our our, yeah. our podcast.
1: Comp. She she refuses to speak. <laughs> I, think we, I, think great. I think we just told her she's not allowed to speak. Maybe because we told her she's not allowed to speak. Never? <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: Oh yeah, we, we did that's that that is in the podcast <laughs> charter, isn't it? She's not allowed to speak. <laughs> that's brilliant.
1: <laughs> she just used hand signals. Our cal-
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, she waves at us a lot and shakes her head both ways a lot, you know. But I think it's, I think that, the, you know, this very small little organic thing that we've started is is very um, illustrative of what's going on in the economy. I mean, I still have our business and our industry, the, the venture capital businesses is, is very active. I mean, I, I have a lot of, contact with clients, particularly on our advisory side about what they should do and where they should go and helping them kind of become flexible. You know, our industry is a little stodgy. It's a lot of face-to-face, which, you know, when you're managing investments and money, it should be. But at the same time, a lot of my clients have had to retool and, and us too have had to retool how we work. The work is still there. It's not what we do that's changed. It's kind of how we do it. And I think it'll fundamentally change the way a lot of industries operate. I was telling a client this this morning, three weeks ago, nobody knew who the CEO of Zoom was. And now he's been in the news. As a matter of fact, I think they're getting sued in some kind of class action suit um, that just came out because of, frankly, it's because of the popularity and the need for tools like this. I mean, that's what we're using today. And something, some person that you never even would have known about because of some, you know, in this case, a pandemic, but some outside environmental factor. Now you know he's he's in the news all the time, and it's amazing. I think in a good way that it's forcing entrepreneurs and business people to be flexible, to, to have to think about a different way to do their business. Because let's be honest, if things are going great and you're biding along and the economy is doing good, you're worried about growing your business, but you're not necessarily worried about Certainly disaster planning, and what do we have to do if everybody has to work from home tomorrow? You know, do we have the infrastructure for that? And I think that if there is anything that good comes out of this, I think a good thing that comes out of this whole coronavirus thing is is the downward pressure or the forcing of the environmental factors to, to make us be flexible, to make us do things that we probably wouldn't have thought about.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm living like you, I think you and I had this conversation offline, Sean. Right, and you said right now, regardless if you're a hundred million dollar business or a hundred thousand dollar business, it's business problems. You know, you see the deltas of the world, Macy's, and all these big companies, and the small mom and pop shop, Like, it we're all going through all the different levels of business decisions. If it's finance, operations, laying off people cash flow. I mean, we just had a meeting today with my leadership team going through all that too, like planning. You know, Unfortunately, some people had to make those decisions a lot earlier. We're starting to kind of plan, like, what does it look like if, if the cash flow is really just stops? Worst case scenario, what decisions are we making now as a leadership team, as a company? Right. If we still are able to get by month to month. Okay. What does that look like? So we're, we're making decisions on a daily basis. We're pivoting, but I'm being as transparent with my team. So the best advice I can give to anyone that's listening here is, Get people involved within your company. Be transparent. Don't blindside anyone. Show them, you know, show them the vulnerability. You no, know, hence our name, but really the, the truth, the vulnerability of you as a person, as a company. And I think people will come together. You know, I was pleasantly surprised when I brought this to my leadership team who didn't know how it was gonna come about saying, like, we'll look into potentially furlough, layoff or cut cut hours or pay, but I left it open ended. What do you guys think? Right. How can, how how we work together to get through this? And it could have gone to one of two ways, right? Like very negative could have been a shit show or, and just a lot of arguing and then just spin in circles or like, Hey, we'll come together. And the true colors of your team comes out in moments like this. And I was right. very, I'm very proud. And Kelly's on this team. She hasn't heard this yet. So this is the first time you are hearing this, Kelly. I'm very proud of you and everyone else. We came after that out of that meeting today. And it really made me feel not that I don't appreciate you guys, but like it was definitely a a nice my my heart feels even more connected with the team and in a different way where like I'm so glad to have this team who are on the same page and we're not missing a step. People are making sacrifices, people are are gonna we're gonna figure this out, but we still have a lot more work and hard decisions to make in front of us. And I can sympathize and empathize with all the different businesses that are are trying to make this decision right now from communications internally, externally. Know, internally to their own people, externally to their clients, everything just comes down to flow. Like, what what do you prioritize? Everything's important, but how do you prioritize that? <clears throat> you gave right. some advice to me, Sean. Before was like, take care of your people. You got to take care of your people first, and then look at everything else. Now, what other types of advice, Sean? Can you give give businesses that are in a similar situation where they're making tough decisions right now?
0: You know, I think I, I think that as a business owner and leader, you, you know, we talked a couple episodes ago. I think about the importance of communication, and I think in times like this, it's important to certainly be transparent and communicative to your employees, up and down, right? It's also to have a very clear line of communication with your clients, and in the case of other types of businesses, not ours necessarily, but um, and suppliers you have a connection, right? Every business is, is either a hub or a spoke. And if you look at it from a hub perspective, you have inputs and outputs, right? You have things that come in, money is one of them, and things that go out, money is one of them. And communication is the glue that keeps all of those spokes kind of running. And being communicative and transparent to your employees is not the same as keeping everybody on to the point of fiscal failure. It's having conversations about what you're thinking about as a leader and a business owner, and what is the input from your employees. You, you get a greater sense of loyalty, and I would argue a, a greater sense of devotion from your employees, not to you, but to your business. And I've often found in the businesses I've run, the more communicative you are, the better ideas you get from people that work for you. I mean, I, I say this all the time and people usually laugh, but I, I swear it's true. If I'm the smartest guy in the room, we have a big, a big, big problem. Part of my job is to hire smart and hang around with smarter people than me. And if you're transparent and communicative, you can get true gems when things are going good, when things are going bad from your employees because they feel a sense of devotion and connection to that business. They want to help. You know, nobody, people say this all the time. You know, I like surprises. Nobody really likes surprises, not when it comes to their own, you know, family and particularly their job or the financial well-being. They yeah, want to livelihood. understand where the, com- yeah, where the company stands, which means where do they stand. And as a leader, I, I frankly think we have an obligation. We have to be accountable to our business, which is at the end of the day is our employees. And, and I really would argue that you have to take care of them first. I'm not in... In some of the large businesses that I've run, I'm not the doer. I always say this if the leader or the CEO is worried about today, you're going to be out of business. Their job is to worry about having the right people in place, the strength core team that can run the business so that you can start thinking about tomorrow. I mean, our, our job is to worry about what happens in August, not what happens in April. So you need to build that team and communicate. You know the day to day stuff or delegated away to your team that you trust in and they need to trust in you that you are focused on tomorrow and that they can focus on running the business today you you get to a point as a leader where your company is bigger than you. It's no longer you know Sean's company. it's this entity that, yeah, I started it, but I don't run it every day i'm I'm part of it, but and and I say too that. You know, the best run companies are the flattest ones. You know, having a hierarchy creates a funnel, or I would argue a trap. Having a flat organization where the CEO can go talk to, you know, the lowest person on the totem pole and have a conversation, just because their pay might be lower and their responsibilities are lower, doesn't mean they don't have great ideas about another market that you could go into, or a customer they talk to, or they have a friend that, or they have a network that, you know you can cultivate those ideas irrespective of where they sit on the food chain. And you need to allow them to have a voice. Everybody in the company needs to have a voice because it creates the overall voice of the company, which is, I would argue, very different than yours. It's
1: not just yours. And yeah, the you know, to your shifting, right. Businesses right. Are, are shifting their culture now. Um, yeah. We, you know, I
0: do agree. I think to, to be very, probably poorly generalistic. Every single company is the same. It it doesn't matter what you make or what you produce as a service or what you offer. We all have, to to a certain degree, all businesses function the same. The airline business in the United States will probably run out of money if there's not some kind of change to the economy in May. That's the very same thing as a staffing company that I ran. It was, what, a a thousandth, a one-ten-thousandth of the size of the airline industry. I mean, you look at Macy's laying off or furloughing a hundred thousand people. That's a hundred thousand people, but you go through the same mechanisms that you and I would go through. It's just a, it's just a bigger scale, but it's, it's the same problem. You don't have revenue coming in. So you have to adjust what goes out. That's, that's true of every single business, profit, nonprofit, charity, it doesn't matter. And the more transparent you are with your people, the stronger you will be, you
1: know, and then, you know, everyone is, is stable, uh, doing their best to restabilize. So it's like, what's next, right? We, I, I'm hearing different. I hear people like, uh, we're just figuring out our remote work right now, just like yourself, Sean, like you're busy. We're, we're busy with existing and newer clients. Um, digital transformation is what we're calling it, right. Really kind of figure out what does that software look like? What does that culture look like? My team has always been remote across the country. So, for us it's, it's business as usual but still like we're seeing like you know less revenue coming in because everyone's holding on to cash right like you you know everyone's holding I mean, on to right. revenue so we had a projection forecast that's winding down so now i'm thinking okay if you're listening you have a, a value today that i wouldn't go out and sell just to sell but if you can bring value to today's market still to whatever your client is now or are you going to pivot and find a new client because you got to figure that out like you know either it's it's sink or swim you know it's it's thrive and survive. So we've pivoted our programs. We've changed our payment terms. We've changed our contract terms to align with what the necessity is to our clients that they need right now. Like we're not doing 12 month programs. We're doing three month programs because people don't know what the future holds after a couple months, you know, payment terms, like we used to do monthly, but again, we don't know what the cash flow is going to be like for all the clients. So now we're asking for things up front because we don't want to be halfway through a project Two, three, four weeks into it, and then get canceled because we front load a lot of that man work up front, that we actually don't make up that until, <coughs> till later. I don't want to be upside down on a project, so we're, we're asked. So again, like these are things that these are decisions that you have to figure out best for your business. We're collaborating and doing a um, a joint program, like a partnership with another software company. It's called Predictive Index, and it makes sense to understand like what does those character traits look like from data and understanding how does, that, how, how does that person work remotely? What are the triggers? What, how do we manage that person as a manager or a CEO? How do you manage right. that person? So you have data, then insert us as a digital marketing agency or just like really a, a technology company. Now we have data. What do you do to leverage that data? Now we can build that workflow. So again, like we're thinking out of the box, like, you know, again, this is an opportunity. And I believe Uber came out of the last in 2008 and 2009, like the last uh, recession. Opportunities in businesses are coming out Of this this crisis and it really comes down to what are you going to do? You know, like what are you going to do now? To kind of pivot and and lead uh, Your company your business or yourself To survive through this, right?
0: I think too. I think This should you know, my mindset has changed very much To I don't try to plan or strategize For the future too far out because in this case you could have the best looking year in the middle of January. Oh, we're going to have all this revenue and all these clients are going to come in and I can't wait for March and April. We're going to be crushing it. Are you? I don't think anybody's crushing it right now. So my point is both personally and professionally, don't wait. If you have a good idea or if you want to do something, do it now. Don't wait. You don't know what next month looks like. You know, we might have a pandemic. I mean, Oh my, who, who, I, to be honest, with you, I had to look that word up when it started. I'm like, what? What? You know. So, my point is, why wait? Do do things that you want to do sooner than later. Sure, that's all about future planning, and we have a responsibility as business owners to to plan for the future a little bit. Don't rely on it. Do what you want to do now or soon, because you you never know what's around the corner, and you might not you might not get
1: a chance to do what you want to do. I, I think it's important. Yeah, you might that- see you, you're going to see new. New startups, new entrepreneurs. You know, yeah. Someone might you might I mean, turn into an entrepreneur. You know, um, you know, I mean, you can work remote. You can do a lot of things, just remote work. Uh, if it's a coaching opportunity, if it's an advisory role, I mean, it's it's endless. It's really just kind of like you got to think what makes sense right now for you in the short term for you or your company. And who knows? You know, it, I even made a comment to my team. I go, we might turn into a completely look different looking company when we come out of this based on the needs of what the market is looking for. So don't be surprised if we're literally doing something completely different.
0: I hope you do. I think that in the absence of a desire to change, force change is the only way you're going to, you know, I'm very much a glass half full guy. Actually, I think it's completely full. It's half full of water and half full of air. I'm a very positive looking person. And, and as, as, um, a difficulty is for, you know, a lot of these people that have lost their jobs, think of the opportunity that they now have to create something where they might not have wanted to or could because they were, you know, I'll use the word trapped, but they had to work in the job that they were in. But but because of this forced change, look at the opportunity that exists for all these people to, to think a little bit and, and dream and to do something that they they want to do that they couldn't do before. I think it's an amazing opportunity for businesses to really, as you say, seize the day and do the stuff that they didn't want to, do. whether that's shedding office space because they don't need it anymore. Obviously nobody can go to the office. So why have it, you know, and let's retool a little bit and look at our business. There's going to be things you have to change, but there's also things that you want to change that, you know, things are great. So we won't get to that quite yet and do it now man this is the time to retool and refit and and really examine yourself personally is am i getting out of life what i put into it and same thing with your business is my business am i still passionate about it when you have no business at all right when you go from from 100 miles an hour to zero are you still passionate about what you do and if you do it's the time to it's the time to change and do something different not just For the sake of doing it different, do something different because you want to. It gives you an opportunity to look around your environment and say, yeah, I I think our business really should point at this for a while or do this. We haven't thought about doing this or I have all these fixed expenses that I get to pay every month and I I don't have the bandwidth or the opportunity or the money to do what I want to do. Well, you know what? That was taken away from us a couple months ago. So now's the best time to be, you know, ideas are free right? So you don't have to have revenue and you don't have to have, you don't have to pay a bill for an idea. So now's the time to be really creative and, you know, get a little bit of fresh air and, you know, six feet of distance, of course, but get some fresh air and and dream a little bit and think about what you want to do next as a company, as a person, all facets of your
1: life. I want to kind of wrap this up and, and maybe like, what is it that you're doing, Sean? What is it that I'm doing right now on a personal level to kind of keep our mind clear our energy up you know, because basically, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't help your family. You can't help all the people around you. You can't help your people. So, right. um, you know, you actually got me into really med- committing to meditation. I've been doing that the last few months. Things are kind of getting. I was getting pretty. You no, know, I think we do a good job holding in the stress, but inside, right? We were. We, we have to also set the example of leadership for for our people. Yeah. And I had to take some time to do an additional, just like ten minute meditation in the middle of the day to kind of reset myself i am doing my best to work out the best i can but that's because i'm not reprioritizing so that's my fault and you know you, you, you say all the times about prioritizing but um i know that you exercise so for me it's getting enough sleep too i think just working through the night like yes you got to do that but what happens is you got you got to burn out and you're not gonna think clearly so like make sure you're getting good enough sleep um and get up you know i'm getting up extra early but if you're a night owl then make it work but just make sure you're not burning the candle at both ends um, cause you're not going to be good, no good to your family and to your, to your team members. Definitely meditation has been a huge help and it's even five minutes taking five minutes. It's worth it because working at 70% the rest of the day is not going to be productive. You got to get back to that hundred percent or even 90% and take that five, 10 minutes to do, use a meditation app, like insight timer. That's the one I use. There's a lot of other great ones out there. And in a lot of water, you gotta make sure you're putting fuel. It sounds simple, but like you gotta be mindful um, and so having the right mindset and be mindful and can get outside if you can get outside, just in your yard or somewhere, get some air. That's what I'm doing for myself. So w- what other advice w- works for you, Sean?
0: You know, the first thing I do is is I I look at uh, my perspective or my mindset. I mean, a lot of times you'll hear leaders it, it's kind of a, a safe word. They're like, okay, well, you know, despite what's going on in the economy right now, it's business as usual. Nah, that's really not it can't be business as usual because every outside, again, if you're the hub, every spoke is not business as usual. So the first thing I would say is give yourself permission to absorb this and have this pandemic or the economics or your absence of business or reduction in business wash over you and be okay with that in the moment. Pressure is only builds up if you don't release it a little bit. You shake up a water bottle and open it all at once, it's going to explode. If you open it up slowly and let the pressure out over time, you're not going to have a mess. So the first thing is have perspective and have a mindset that allows you, gives you permission to be okay with what's going on. The other thing is to, you know, they say the greatest athletes one of the reasons that they become great is they everything slows down in front of them. Like Tiger Woods, their his golf shot actually is a lot slower. He's seeing the shot as he makes it in slow motion. I think as entrepreneurs, certainly, but as business leaders, we need to slow it down. You can't go at the same pace you're going at because nothing around you is going at that pace. So dare I say relax a little bit? And that doesn't mean blow stuff off. It means just Relax a little bit, breathe uh, meditation you brought up is is great if you don't meditate or don't like to meditate. take a five minute walk and do it as often as as you need to you know i hate I hate running I just d- d- despise it. If the only reason why i'm running is either because of the gyms are closed, which they are now, or I'm being chased by somebody that's bigger than I am and I, and I need to run otherwise i can't stand it, but I find myself giving myself permission to hate it. But if that's your option right now, if that's your best option, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to go, go running. And believe it or not, as much as I complain about it, I feel better about it because it gives me that, that pressure release. If meditation doesn't do it, certainly change your mindset or allow your mindset to, to kind of absorb what's happening and don't give yourself, we operate unfortunately in a very time driven society deadline driven society well with this pandemic we nobody knows when it's going to end nobody knows when it's going to get better so allow yourself permission to not have time frames about certain things be okay with today and let's not worry so much about tomorrow fix what you can and adapt to what you can today and be flexible and today and not worry so much about tomorrow i always say if you can't take care of yourself first you can't take care of your family, your business, your clients, anybody. You have to put your uh, oxygen mask on first. And as, as selfish as that might seem some days, that, that's really the key to survival. So you need to take care of yourself first, take care of your people, whether that's employees, clients, whatever it is, and take care of your, your business. And if you don't take care of yourself first, you are you're already at a huge disadvantage. So use this time as a time to regroup and re-energize yourself a little bit and think about the positive. I don't think things are foggy now. I think they can be more clear. Look at your business kind of outside of it, because as your business is clicking along in a good economy, you're focused on growth and the next client and the next bigger project. Take this time to think about what is, what is, is there a directional change we want to make? Is there a strategy that want to go after you know some of the programs you're putting into place i would argue you probably wouldn't have done that if things were clicking along and going well so this i think is a great opportunity for businesses to really take the time and by businesses i mean people and reflect on what's important to yourself and to your business and where is it that you want to go are you going to pivot a little bit you're going to change course you're going to keep things the same that's okay too but you know my biggest takeaway for our final episode of of season one, really, is to, is to take care of yourself and and communicate to everybody around you. Family, friends, colleagues, you know, network, certainly your employees. I mean, they're they're right up there with, with your family. And and make sure that they're taken care of. And by that I mean to communicate. You're not gonna be able to save everybody, you're not gonna be able to save the world. But by communicating that, you're taking some of that pressure off of you and allowing Your people, family, friends, whatever, to absorb some of that for you. You'd be surprised how much help there is out there when you have the strength to ask for it. May I say this all the time? The most powerful thing that a person can do is ask for help. It's the most freeing and powerful thing. And when you keep that inside and you don't ask for help, you're going to fail. You're assuming you're the smartest person in the room, or you're too fearful. To look weak, it's the most powerful thing you can do, man. Ask for help. So take care of yourself. Get out there and run. Get out there and run. You might see me. I'm the one with the the really bad scowl on my face, you know, painting through running. But that's me. Meditate. Do what you got to do and and stay focused on on making sure your people are okay, your family's okay, and everybody's safe. And the last thing I would say is, you know, we're here as a resource. We want to build this community, build this chat, discussion this dialogue. If anybody needs anything, we always give you our contact information. We're always, we're always here. We're entrepreneurs, so we never go to sleep. So, you know, you want to have a chat call at so three o'clock in the morning, chances are pretty good we're awake. I know I am for no
1: other reason than you know, trying to find the this Netflix show. I have I'm have i slacking my show. team all weekend. I'm slacking my team all night. So they yeah. see it. Uh, Kelly's not yeah. in your head. It doesn't turn yeah. off. It's life. They don't like, like it. They don't like it when
0: the boss says, <laughs> has nothing to do. They don't like it when the entrepreneur has nothing to do. That's where we get, you know, a little crazy because we want to <laughs> do something. So yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, from our yeah, right. perspective personally, it's been a great first season. I've enjoyed literally every second of it. And uh, I can't wait for season two coming up in a
1: couple months. And don't be hard on yourself. And you know, Sean made a lot of great points here. You know, we're going to move forward. I'm harder myself. And I've had, you know, other other you know mentors and say, hey, come, you can't change the past. You got to move forward. You can learn from your past. You know, I try to think like, I, what if I did this? What if it's that? Maybe I'd be in a different situation today to handle this a little bit longer or have more, you know, if it's sales or operations or whatever it is, like learn from it. Don't dwell on it. Don't don't get negative and you got to be that beacon. You got to get you got to get your shit together You got to lead Reset yep. yourself take care of yourself and move forward So all of our Keep information forward is going to be uh in the back of it's on our website the ve Um, we'll have information here in this video Um, but you can reach out to us at hello at the dot shoot us some inf- any questions uh topics uh, we're looking to get back. Our estimated ETA is the fall of 2020. See how it goes. Could be sooner. could be later. But we're definitely going to miss everyone. But we're we're still here. So reach out to us.
0: And we'll shout out to Kelly again because she's you know she's maybe in season two. We'll debut her actual voice, her sound, you know, she'll say something. Maybe that'll be season, but will be the season two surprise. The epic first episode, Kelly speaks.
1: We're in like tuxedos, Sean. Maybe we're in tuxedos. Right. Season two. <coughs> yeah, that's exactly right.
0: Thanks everybody for joining us today. That wraps it up. You can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at the vulnerable entrepreneurs, Twitter and Instagram at the VE podcast and join the conversation by visiting our website, at thevepodcast.com. By all means, please email us at hello at the vepodcast.com.
1: Thanks for listening today. We understand that every minute of your day is so valuable and precious and appreciate you sharing this time with us.
0: And remember, whatever your 100% is, give it.